the reports come from? Did you get an initial? One pod vader. That's football. Every angle of the NFL covered. All that kind of stuff, I get it. This. No question about it. Is next fan up. We're going to unleash hell here in December. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Next Fan Up, the podcast by the fans, for the fans. I'm Justin, the Seahawks super fan. It is Conference Championship Sunday. In my opinion, probably the best day of the entire football year. Two teams are going to end up in the Super Bowl. Two teams are getting eliminated completely. I feel like the entire season was a waste. Oh, the high drama. I love it. I love it. Before we get to the game, though, we want to thank our sponsor, BetDSI. BetDSI has been paying winners for 20 years. They are top-rated on betting review sites. It's a place where you can go to use your sports knowledge to make some extra cash. And I'll be honest, if you're listening to this show, that tells me that you know your way around the gridiron at a minimum. BetDSI has the fastest pass in the industry. Simply play, win, and get paid. They've got betting options on everything. NFL, NCAA, NBA, NHL, UFC... Other major sports, politics, reality TV, esports, virtually anything. There's a live betting at BetDSI where you can bet on games through the entire matchup, every play, every minute until the end. That includes the big one coming up, of course. New members get a 100% bonus match using our promo code FANUP. That's more than double your money to start winning today. Here on the show, BetDSI is what we use for all of our lines, what we use for our prop bets. We've got our big prop bet show coming up, one of my favorite shows of the entire year. That's all based off of what we find on BetDSI.com. That is a place to go, and trust me, use that 100% bonus offer. Get some extra cash on the sports you know and love. It's only a game until you bet at BetDSI. All right, let's get things started. We're going to start off with the NFC. And here we are after the NFC's. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Championship game. We have the Rams going to the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, where do we start? Jared, I'm here with Jared, our Rams super fan. Um, hell of a game if you're a Rams fan. I don't think there's a Saints fan alive that doesn't feel extremely cheated right now. Um, but Ram, let's Jared, let's start with you. Tell me about your Rams and how they pulled this off. Yeah, wow. Yeah, this, for those of you listening, we're recording about five or ten minutes after the game ended. But yeah, the Rams started off super slow on offense, couldn't get anything going. I think they had maybe four yards in their first two drives and were down 13 nothing. And um, almost, I guess you could say, the Rams was holding the Saints to field goals is what kept the game um, close. But yeah, then it was almost like a replay of the Saints game last week. They were down 13 0. Hadn't, I don't even know if they had a first down at that point in the game. And it was the Rams who did the um, trick punt. And when they went to punt it, I just knew that they were going to go for the fake because Sean McVay and even Jeff Fisher just always do that. And I just couldn't watch. Like, I wa- went to the kitchen and just listened to the play, but they got it. And that kind of kickstarted the game. But yeah, um, I know we'll probably get into the controversial non-call at the last Saints drive of regulation, but yeah, it was 
crazy back and forth game and yeah it's tough that it's gonna most remember to this game gonna be that that um non-call controversy rather than just the good game that it was well and we'll we'll expand about that here in a little bit but the one thing i will say is that this game doesn't come down to one call this game i think comes down to a lot of missed calls on both sides um i i can name at least three third down um plays that Nicole Roby had passed interference that they didn't call. Uh, two of which on third down, and one of them, I mean, cost the Saints the game. And as far as the, the Saints going into that, you know, I think both teams expected them to run the ball a lot better than they did. A lot of this went on on Drew Brees. Um, and he, he played great. I mean, he, he played absolutely great. And even the uh, the interception at the end that, that pretty much sealed it for the Rams, It uh, I don't put that on him. I do question. No, play not calling. at all. Um, I don't know why the Saints were, were going deep so often. Dan Arnold, for the record, is trash. The the, the pass interference play before that, where uh, where Arnold fell down, the kid's an undrafted free agent. The, the spot's too big for him, and he made that known in the first quarter when he dropped that dropped that touchdown. So, I mean, the, the Saints definitely have had their issues this game. I think. Uh, the the Rams offensive line played really well. Not having Sheldon Rankins was was obvious, but David Anyamata played well. They really held the the rushing attack and and uh, um, held held it down held it down really well against the Rams today, which a lot of that was due to Todd Gurley really not playing. Um, and that's going to be I know one of the the big talking points you're going to hear beat into the ground, but. Uh, tell me a little bit about that, Jared. What, what's going on with Todd Gurley? And in two weeks, I mean, is do you have him for the Super Bowl? And if you do, are you going to use him? Yeah, I mean, he had two big plays in the first half where um, one was the interception. And I don't know, it's hard to know for sure if that's on Goff or Gurley. It could have been a little bit better pass, but um, I don't know. I think I put slightly more of that onto Gurley, that interception. And then the drops that he had, um, I know it was in traffic, but on the Rams' first field goal drive, if he catches that ball, most likely he would get a first down. And I think, yeah, he had, I'm just looking at the box score real quick, 13 total yards. The touchdown he scored before halftime was huge, definitely. Um, but I thought it was interesting later on in the game in the goal line, they had C.J. Anderson in. And, yeah, C.J. didn't have that much of a better game either. The Saints did a really good job bottling them up. And then Goff kind of got hot towards the in the fourth quarter. But, yeah, the Saints – I was surprised with Sheldon Rankin out there. Rams couldn't um, run the ball a little better. I mean, if Sheldon Rankin was playing, this is about what I'd expect. But the Saints definitely picked it up. And, yeah, that will be a big topic going into – Two weeks from now is who's the who's the running the featured running back. I mean, just we don't have any official stats, but I'd guarantee that it sure seemed like C.J. Anderson was on the field for more snaps than Todd Gurley. And I don't who knows maybe it's an injury thing, but C.J. Anderson is just playing a little better. Which is just your running back. Kamara was just Kamara was the most dangerous guy in the field. I think he just killed the Rams in the first three quarters, and then. I think the Rams kind of started chipping him in the fourth quarter, but man, it was just like third down conversion after third down conversion. And that was just, that was just one adjustment the defense made, but yeah, the Saints running back duo definitely outplayed the Rams today. Now with, I guess we never actually 
the outcome of this game is obvious. The Rams did win 26-23 in overtime. Um, now, I mean, the, at this point, we're just kind of left with the elephant in the room. Um, I, I can think of two or three times where the Saints got away with what could have been a, a face mask on Jared Goff, one of which when he scrambled to the left and looked like he could have just jogged it in but hesitated a bit, and that ended up forcing the uh, the Rams to kick a field goal on fourth and yeah. one, which was a, a really surprising move. I, You know, McVay has been very aggressive all season. Were you were you hoping that they went for, th- or, you know, for the field goal and just tie the game up, or – did you expect them to be a little more aggressive there? I definitely thought they were going to go for it because there's been a couple times this year, both the end of the at Seattle game and the um, and the game last week where they were they were going to kick it and then they called timeout and then they decided to go for it. And I think the only thing I'd say with that is you're on the road and you don't – it's so loud there, especially when you're down at the one-yard line. I would just be concerned that the snap count and the crowd noise and everything, and the crowd did play a big role in the game today. But I think maybe that's why you go for conservative on the road and go for um, – go a little bit more for the jugular at home. But, but yeah, I was hoping that – Hey, we're going to go for it. I mean, worst case, they get stuffed, and then the Saints have the ball in their one-yard line. So um, I'm usually a fan of going for it fourth and one from the one-yard line, but I mean, I guess it worked out in the end. But he would have been, like, second-guessed big time if the Rams ended up losing the game. So then there's there's two two major non-calls throughout the, uh, the end of the game here, one of which it is, uh, what I believe is third and two. Saints are on the 20. Um, or within the, the red zone. And Nikhil Roby just destroys Tommy Lee Lewis well before the ball gets there. It was a very catchable ball. Uh, not only was it pass interference, helmet to helmet could have been called, which helmet to helmet was not called all game. Uh, one of the Littleton, it's, he's, it's all he does. Um, there's two or three on him that were missed. One of them knocked Josh Hill out of the game of concussion in the first quarter. The pass interference was not called. Saints had to go for a field goal to go up 23-20. This is within two minutes. It's no guarantee the Saints would have scored a touchdown here, but it would have given the Saints an opportunity to milk a lot of time off the clock. That's going to be the play that you keep hearing about. One of the other plays that that I'm still trying to figure out, and if I'm wrong on the rules here, I'll own it, but the game goes into overtime. Drew Brees gets hit. The ball is not tipped. And there's pretty clear pass interference on the defender. Now, the defender gets thrown to the ground, makes an amazing interception, setting the Rams up to get the game-winning field goal. If that ball was tipped, the the contact is valid. The ball was not tipped, though. Dante Fowler Jr. made a play, hit Breeze's elbow. So we're, we're talking about an NFC Championship game right now that really was, at the end, I feel, decided by the referees. And that's sad. The the Rams played a fantastic game, and in a lot of ways deserved to win this game. But th- this is going to be one of those things that there will always be, an, an, at least in New Orleans and Saints fans' eyes, there's always going to be an asterisk here. And if you look at, at Twitter right now, that's all it is. This is a it's it's very unfortunate that another another important game. You know, this reminds me of the Des Bryant non catch call. A very important game is decided on on a non-call, on the referees missing it. So 
Um, I mean, obviously, I'm disappointed. It was 26, what was it, 26, 23. The Lane made an incredible 57-yard field goal in overtime. That that guy is absolutely automatic. I had left the room at that point because I already knew it was going to happen. I started setting up for the show. Because um, there's just – if that guy's back there, he's going to make it. So – um, I guess with that being said, Jared, all that's left, bud, is congratulations. You get to see your L.A. Rams in the Super Bowl this week. Is there a team that you're looking to – you're looking forward to? Would you rather play the, the Kansas City Chiefs or the, the New England Patriots? Who do you have your eyes on right now? Uh, real quick on the that playing overtime, yeah, I wish they would just – I don't know. I don't want to – turn the game into like a four and a half hour marathon but I wish there was some sort of um, I don't know you get like one penalty challenge a game or maybe two one per half and one new one in overtime but just something that would make it so that because I don't think any penalties are challengeable um, and I guess where the gray area would be is like what if it's a non-call like the one on the same plus driving regulation like could that be a challenge because then you might be like, oh, it's the last play of the game. Maybe I could just challenge, see if I could find a hold on the line. Or, you know, I don't know if there's a perfect solution. But um, I know at college, I believe you can at least review the personal foul calls. And maybe if they made that in the NFL, the, the refs would be more willing to throw the flag and then take a look at it. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe the refs said that it was, like, it was tipped and maybe the players thought it was tipped because they saw it so high up in the air and they're just assuming it's a tip and then kind of get the scrum and just a John Johnson just landed in the right spot. But yeah, that, that was an unfortunate way um, to end. And then, yeah, Greg Zerline, man, I think that kick was good from at least 65 yards. And yeah, I think the Rams and Saints have the two best field goal kickers in the league. So I was not wanting the Saints to get that chance to kick it either. Cause I'm sure Will would have made it too. Um, as for the preferable team, um, like I think every fan in the NFL who's not a Patriots fan, I'm just kind of sick of the Patriots and <laughs> their, um, their constant winning and their pathetic division they play in and the perception of them cheating, whether how much of that's true or not, who knows. Most fans would say it's real. Patriots fans will say it's not. But so in that regard, like, I think the most brutal outcome would be the Rams losing the Super Bowl. Um, but then at the same time, it would be kind of um, therapeutic to beat the Patriots after what um, I, after that Super Bowl, I kind of felt the same way. The Patriots played super, super physical, made the refs decide whether to blow the whistle or not. And there's a lot of non-calls in that game. And the, of course, the, potential taping controversy that Marshall Falk swears is true, but um, I don't know what to believe. But um, so in terms of that, like, I just think if the Rams lost to the Patriots, I would just be crushed. And, but if the, the kind of like one last chance for the Rams to get their revenge on Tom Brady, because after that Super Bowl loss, the Rams franchise just completely imploded and had about a, 15-year dark period, so um, that would be nice. But then the Saints, or I mean the Chiefs were, the Chiefs-Rams Monday night game was amazing, so that'd be a lot of fun too. So I guess I'd slightly, I think the Chiefs are a better team, so I guess I kind of would rather the Patriots play, but 
man, if the Patriots won one more Super Bowl, I just can't, like, I'm just so overseeing Tom Brady succeed. So I guess I'd say the Chiefs in a, by a hair. Well, there you go. Well, that wraps up our NFC Championship game. Um, again, congratulations to the Rams and the uh, and the league, who uh, apparently one of the Rams in there. So, all right, guys. Next, we're going off to the Chiefs and the Patriots to see who wraps up the Super Bowl. Take- Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Take care, buddy. Have a good one. Thanks. The AFC Championship Game. Final score, 37 Good guys, 31, the other guys. Patriots win again, three Super Bowls in a row, and we are riding high on cloud nine. It is Pod Vader here with you. I have no idea where Patrick is. Uh, he is missing in action. I have no idea where Chiefs Nick is. He is missing in action. Hopefully, he's in a good, safe place. So you know what you're going to get, ladies and gentlemen? My 15-year-old son. Yes, he was once our Houston Texans superfan. Zach, how are you feeling right now, buddy? Feeling pretty good right now. Let me uh, tell you something. Patriots game was pretty good. You know, Patriots won in overtime. And classic Brady. <laughs> classic Brady. Dude, you are so spoiled. You know nothing but success out of this team. Tell me about your, tell me about your run with this team, Zach. Tell me, tell me how, how how is this wrapping up for you here? Because, quite honestly, I think I think we're I think we're at the end. The Patriots opened up the Super Bowl run against the Rams. I think we're about to end our Super Bowl run against the Rams. Yes, uh, you know, I'm 15, born in 2003, and uh, I think it's been. Six Super Bowl appearances. Let's see. Two thousand two thousand three. I believe this is our I believe this is our ninth Super Bowl appearance since two thousand one. So Okay, that... so I've I've had Yeah, so I've had seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. Two thousand three, two thousand four, two thousand seven, two thousand eleven, twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen, and twenty eighteen. Zachary, you are you are so spoiled. You are so so spoiled. Uh, let's talk a little bit about this game. Patriots come out. They play astounding. A nice long twelve and a half minute drive to score the first touchdown. Chiefs remain mm-hmm. scoreless. Uh, yeah. 
not a lot happens really in that first half other than the Chiefs being scoreless. Uh, and the Patriots end up putting another touchdown on the board, uh, and they're up 14 nothing at halftime. Uh, pretty exciting first half for a Patriot fan, I would say. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very exciting. That said, uh, the Patriots do try to help the Chiefs out, keep them in the game. Brady does throw an interception in the end zone, uh, so it could have been 21 nothing. Uh, mm-hmm. at the half, but, uh, you know, uh, Tom doing his best to try and keep the game competitive. Second half, and we see sort of a, a reversal uh, where the Patriots owned the first half. The Chiefs, I would say, definitely owned the second half. A uh, couple of big plays, uh, but once again, Patriots doing what they can to shoot themselves in the foot. Edelman, oh, Oh, clutch Edelman, usually so clutch. He did come up clutch towards the end of the game, but was it the third quarter or was it in the fourth quarter? Ball ricocheting off his hands into the arms of the Chiefs, keeping the Chiefs live. I do believe the Chiefs – did the Chiefs go up on that interception? I don't remember. I believe the – let's see. Maybe I can figure this out real quick. What was the score as that happened? The important part is there were four lead changes in the fourth quarter. Patriots shooting themselves in the foot, but the Chiefs... Wait, which one are we... To- are, wait, which interception are we talking about, by the way? Are we talking about... I'm talking about the Edelman interception. The one that ricocheted off of Edelman's hands. That was... Let's see where this happened. This hmm. happened... Zach, I'm going to give you a little lesson in uh, podcast broadcasting. The crowd does not want to hear you scrolling through your internet looking for the information. (laughs) Especially when the crowd hates us because they ain't us, Zach. Do you understand (laughs) everyone is rooting against the Patriots? Everyone. Mm -hmm. And now, this could be the lowest rated Super Bowl, Zach, because... Nobody wants to see Sean McVay in a Super Bowl. Nobody wants to see the Patriots in a Super Bowl. Everything is just, it's too good. The, the, the NFL has it too good. It's, it's crazy. I saw one of our super fans, Greg, the Pittsburgh Steelers super fan, says we need to rename the league. We should re- rename it the PFL, the Patriot Football League. So I did find out that the interception happened with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. I mean, all hope was down. All all, all hope was gone. Mm-hmm. It was lost. Yep, because then Patrick Mahomes comes down and scores a touchdown. Or uh, throws a touchdown, Damian Williams. Or no, mm-hmm. Damian Williams. Russell, mm-hmm. And then... Then there was the Chris Hogan one-handed catch on that drive on third and eight. Chris Hogan makes the outstanding one-hand catch with uh, Nelson on him, which, by the way, in this game, the refs were totally against Patriots. (laughs) There did seem to be an inordinate amount of pass interference calls on the white team. Uh, There were zero pass interference calls on the red team. The biggest, the biggest penalty on the red team came thanks to D Ford of a, a very important third down, uh, and D Ford 
lines up in the neutral zone uh, and lo and behold, gives the Patriots life again to score a touchdown. I mean, Brady had the ball with two minutes left to play and three timeouts. You couldn't ask for anything more, Zach. And then it's a tie ball game. Now, I did think it was interesting to see Rex Burkhead at the end of the game. Sony Michelle just disappeared. Um, mm-hmm. Got to give it. Got to give it to Rex. I haven't been one of Rex's biggest fans this year, but Rex got the job done for sure. Mm. Another uh, big play in the game was um, when they overturned the Edelman must punt. Mm. That one's going to be talked about probably not as much as the non-pass interference call in the Rams-Saints game. But Edelman... Which was pass interference, by the way. (laughs) But Edelman calling everybody off, saying poison, poison, ball's taking a roll right towards him. He thinks he can make a play on it to to get some yards. Instead, it appears the ball may have touched him. Chiefs recover. They're going crazy in Arrowhead, but upon further review, it does appear somehow, some way, Edelman did the matrix and does not actually touch the football. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You know what what else is unbelievable, Zach? We're now joined by Patrick, our Patriot superfan. So now it really is a Patriots love fest right now. Patrick, hello. Hello. When is it not a Patriots love fest? (laughs) <laughs> it's a great point great point out of you we've, we've basically recapped the entire game here Patrick but tell me you know third Super Bowl in a row this is the ninth Super Bowl since 2009 for the Patriots I mean I saw Greg I just mentioned this earlier Greg said that we should rename this to a different league I suggest the PFL Patriots Football League what say you I, I say ninth since 2009 seems ambitious, but uh, I'll, I'm not in any position to question your math. I've been at a bar for five hours, so sounds right to me. <laughs> uh, what? Uh, so, so you were at the bar. I assume the bar was pro-Patriot, or were, did we have a 50-50 split? Let, let me plug in the establishment. I was at Beantown Tavern in uh, just outside of Charlotte in Matthews, North Carolina. It, w- it was a very heavily uh, Patriot favorite contingent there mm. Mm. what was the uh what was the atmosphere like on the edelman not a muffed punt play oh my god i was losing my mind as was everybody else because uh it was so crowded that I had to share a table with a couple of strangers and pretend like we were at two different tables and uh <laughs> me and my buddy were trying to explain to them that like no 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 it doesn't matter if it just grazed his thumb at a touchdown. Like, so, like, we were definitely all over the map, depending on which of the uh, which of the replay angles we were watching at the time. It was uh, some uh, swearing in this house. <laughs> uh, there may have been a few bad words uh, uttered. Um, crazy game, uh, definitely. You know, I had said going into the game, team that had the lead at halftime was going to win the game. That turned out to be true, but I definitely did not see overtime. I definitely didn't see the craziness of the two halves in this one. Hey, has anybody heard from Nick? We have not heard from Nick. We're we're still hoping that he is in a very safe place. Um, but Brooklyn. 
but as of as of right now, as of right now, there's been no word from our chief super fan. Uh, you got to say this: if if the Chiefs and Andy Reid were ever going to get to the Super Bowl, this was probably as good a year as any for him to make it. Well, I mean, what they really need to do is uh, try and get the Chiefs to play in the NFC when they could have a chance because they're not going to play against the Patriots. <laughs> Might be I mean, an easier task to switch conferences. I mean, I do. I am sad that that Nick isn't here because I do want to give the Chiefs a little bit of uh, attention uh, right now. I mean, they do have the young quarterback, but I know that they've got some big key players that they're going to have to make some decisions on that team's definitely going to be a little bit different uh next year than it was this year uh, yeah they're like that, 40 million over the cap they have to get blown up yeah so the the, the chiefs chances of returning uh, are a little bit more difficult to foresee now we started the super bowl run against the rams are we ending our super bowl run against the rams I mean, like, not to take it to a dark place while celebrating a win, but, uh, yeah. I mean, you'll probably recall when we spent two first-round picks drafting a guard and a, uh, a running back that I thought, you know, Brady's time is ending because that's how you start building up your running offense. And uh, then I watched the game tonight and could not believe how many times we ran that football tonight. Like, um, I don't have a stat line in front of me. It had to be 40 Ooh. times. Oh, I can, uh, I can get you with that. Um, Is it going to take you a half an hour like it took you last time? Because, I mean, again, the audience 47 does not times. want to hear you. <laughs> 47, 47 times. Runs. Yeah. <laughs> 47. by James White, 12 by Burkhead, 29 by Michelle. Dear Lord, that's a lot of running football. And that's how you end up in a game that's a nail-biter at the end instead of putting it away. Like when it you, would be 48, you including Brady the other Neal. team. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. Thanks for the clarification. But like, like if you start off firing in all cylinders when your when your defense is shutting down your opponent's offense, and you you blank them in the first half, like you should have been up like three or four scores. It's tough to do that when you run the damn ball so much. Well, but what whatever. I thought was inter- well, what I thought was interesting about that is they had such success running the ball in the first half. They decided to stick with it in the second half, and they weren't as successful running the ball in the second half. I also thought it was interesting to see a change at running back, where Michelle was the clear lead back for about three quarters of the game. Then all of a sudden, it was Rex Burkhead time. Um, yeah, which you know I thought was. A little dangerous. I'm not Rex's biggest fan. Certainly not this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't blame you, but um, it worked I out. mean, I just I thought it was <laughs> odd. It all worked out in the end. Uh, so the it Chiefs, the Chiefs end up losing. Uh, we're going on to the Super Bowl in Atlanta against the Rams. We'll have a whole bunch of podcasts in between now and then. Uh, there'll be a prop bet Super Bowl uh, podcast that you'll be able to listen to. I'm sure there's going to be a draft podcast in there. I'm sure we'll have another fantasy podcast somewhere in there. Uh, we will not have a Pro Bowl podcast unless Zach, you want to host that one. Yeah, no, I'm I'm good. All right, that's what I thought. Good boy, I'm raising you well. Um, but yeah, uh, in the meantime, 
Uh, um, we're going, yo, you have one more thing before we go? Yes, uh, Rams are the early favorites, favored by one point. Oh, interesting. What do you think about that, Patrick? I think that is the wrong call by Vegas. I mean, I don't care. I want to. Um, I want to spend a night dancing on the grave of Andy Reid, and then we'll start <laughs> talking about the the Rams. <laughs> uh, I'm not proud. Um, I, that's up did, did he die tonight? Did no. anybody check in on him? Uh, on who? On Andy Reid. Do Andy we know Reed. that that man's still that's alive? He looks that's bad. It's a good question. Yeah. I'll bet. I'll bet uh, he was not uh, overly thrilled, but. Uh, Oh no, Pat Mahomes looked like he was crying going back into the locker room. So I mean, maybe Andy Reid did die. Oh no. Those are the words of a high schooler, ladies and gentlemen. He Pat Mahomes was not crying on his way to the locker room. Come on, Zach. <laughs> All right. On that note, thirty seven, thirty one, overtime victory for the Patriots. Was there anything that really stood out to you, Patrick, before we uh, take off? I mean, yeah, we talked about it, the uh, the run. I mean, I thought the defense played. I thought our defense played really surprisingly well, with the exception of Jason Jackson, who also should be crying um, himself to sleep tonight because mm. he got he took turns either getting torched or getting flagged, and then um, and yeah, our offense uh, running the football all night long, just like that is not Patriots offense, but. Whatever, W, I'll take it. Mm. Not a good night for uh, J.C. Jackson, the uh, the young rookie whom I was very high on and I actually thought it was very interesting. You know, what's interesting about that is as soon as they moved J.C. Jackson off of Travis Kelsey, which I thought was an interesting choice, and he started covering Sammy Watkins, I felt like that's sort of where his night went awry. Um, uh, yeah. He's yeah. doing a much better job against a slower, shorter guy. Yeah, yeah. All right, so there you go, ladies and gentlemen. There's your Patriots love fest. Maybe Nick will call in and record something. Hopefully he will. Who knows? But in the meantime, us Patriot fans are going to go celebrate. My son is going to go try and fall asleep. I'm going to go watch Shameless with my wife, who, by the way, says that the victory was thanks to her. Because in the fourth quarter, she went into the uh, bedroom by herself watching the game. And uh, every time they were doing something well, she made a note of it. So that when she left that position and they started playing poorly, she went back to her position in the bedroom so that the Patriots started playing well again. So there you go. I mean, it's, it's, it's science. Well, please tell her thank you for her service. There you go. Uh, for Patrick, for my son, Zach, I'm Pod Vader. Deuces. All right. That's going to do it for another episode of the Next Fan Up podcast. Thank you to the super fans. The Super Bowl is set. It's the Patriots versus the Rams. Sort of the high-flying young gun versus the old legend, the goat versus the goff. I think this is going to be a really good game. Uh, obviously, as a Seahawks fan and Patriots hater, it's not my favorite matchup, but it's going to be a good game, and I think that's all we can ask for at this point. Congrats to Jared, our Ramp super fan, and of course, Pod Vader, our showrunner slash uh, Patriots super fan. I know they're going to be looking forward to this one. I'll bet that super fan battle is going to be excellent. I can't wait. Don't forget that we've got some special edition shows between now and the Super Bowl, including our always popular prop bet show brought to you by BetDSI. 
That is going to be a fun one. I love it. Make sure you check that one out. Until next time, going to turn it over to Landry Jones. There you have it. Next week will be next week. Today I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to go back home and, and hang out.